Hey, you guys, welcome back to the All for God Soul Deo Gloria podcast. With me today, I have Macy Gehrig. I said your last name right, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> I was, I'm really bad at re- reading this stuff sometimes, so I was making sure. All right, we are so excited to have you t- today, Macy. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, um, my name is Macy. I live in um, Washington, Ohio. Um, I love coffee. I love hanging out with my friends and family. Um, I sing at church. Um, I love music. I love traveling. Um, I have a cupcake business, actually, that I started when I was 16. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, pretty much <laughs> that's <it>. awesome. <laughs> but you, you said you like to travel a lot. What are some of your favorite places that you've traveled to? Well, I've actually gone overseas to Europe, so that one was probably my favorite trip. Um, my mom's friend lives out there, and so we went and visited them for two weeks in the summer, uh, two summers ago, I think. So that was my favorite. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And right now, we're just going to ha- go look. Ha- we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and hop right in to our interview. So a lot of times, I like to ask people. Um, how old were you when you became saved? Because, and you know, what led you to become saved? Because it's always interesting to hear like the story of when a person became saved. So if you want to tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So um, I was always a born and raised Christian. Um, I grew up in Christian, like a Christian home, Christian parents. I actually went to a Catholic school for a long time. Um, Definitely would have described myself as a super strong Christian, but um, I had some serious anxiety growing up. And going into my eighth grade year, I actually ended up with stress fractures in my back. Um, So that took me away from soccer, it took me away from all my sports. And just it took it really did take me away from my life. Because at that time, I mean, soccer was everything. And so I was just I just became not really good. (laughs) I was really broken spiritually and physically. Um, I spiritually was just so wrapped up in anxiety that I couldn't get over the fact that God had every single moment in my life planned out. And so in the summer of 2019, that was actually the summer that I went to vacation. When I got back from vacation, um, I felt this huge void in my heart just because things happened without me you know what I mean like I had a great vacation but when I got back it was like I missed so much Mm -hmm. and that really led up to just a breakdown of like I don't understand God like what is going on like take away this void and when I prayed that prayer I was I think I was sitting in my room and was just so upset prayed the prayer and I just felt this huge um like relief across me that God had me and that I was his child and so then literally not even a month later on July 16th um I was at FCA camp which is the fellowship of Christian athletes camp and Mm -hmm. on the last day um there was a speaker named of Barb Ruse um and she was speaking about going beyond in our faith like going beyond met more deeply um because that we were supposed to go beyond and live every single day in Jesus and not with Jesus. And when she was yeah. wrapping up, um, the song Bigger Than I Thought You Were by Passion began. And it specifically stated, um, so I throw all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. And 
I don't even know what swept, I mean, the Holy Spirit swept across me. But when at that moment, I just broke down because I felt God take a hold in my heart. And I've never felt so wrapped in love. And I felt God's presence take away everything I've ever struggled with and just break those chains that were really holding me down. And um, after that chapel, me and my friends and the group that I was staying with, we sat down and we just confessed what we were going through. We kind of just told everything that was on our hearts and we broke broke down in tears together and prayed together. And it just felt like we poured everything out to Jesus. And so then after that day, um, God seriously just transformed my life. Um, that was so going, that was going to the um, summer before going into high school, right? So going into high school with Jesus, it was like, I knew I needed to surround myself around people who would maintain my faith. And so, um, you know, God really, God knew that. And so he, he changed a lot of um, what I knew to be my life. And that changed me as a person and as a Christian. Wow. That's like a really good, I love that because, um, you know, it's, it's so interesting to hear about how different people become saved because there's so many different stories and everybody like they become saved in different situations. But I love that, you know, that you have those friends that you can go to, that you can go to with God, you know, friends that are there with you through the good and the bad and that that's want to please God like you do. That's something I always think is important. Oh, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. And you did say you grew up in a Christian home. And so what what what, what do you think are the benefits that it gave you? Oh my gosh. My mom and dad are amazing. My dad is like the most faithful Christian and he has just shown me so much about being a faithful servant and being able to stop and like not look on your inward self but look on like okay how can I show Jesus to other people and just serving other people like not thinking about me but thinking about oh how can I help this person or oh like they might have said something bad but maybe they're having a bad day so maybe we just need to show them a little kindness you know like he showed me that servant's heart and my mom has gotten me through so much anxiety she's actually a counselor so I think God knew what he was doing when I was born into that family because she she just guided me through all of that anxiety and all of that like changes and heartbreak um through friendships and through relationships and through just trying to find myself like and my identity it was she guided me through having that support system um kept me on God's path no matter what was going on in my life yeah and I think that you have so many benefits if you grow up in a Christian household because you grow up with like a mother and a father, hopefully that <laughs> um, both love Jesus. And so they set an example for you on how you can live well for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just love about um, growing up in a Christian household myself. But what would be your advice if there's a teen listening who isn't growing up in a Christian household? Oh my gosh. I actually have this in my book. My advice to you is to follow Jesus. And there's a diff like how you grew up doesn't have to be how you live your life. You can change that. You can um, show your parents, show your surroundings that you don't have to end up the same way they did. You can be, you can be in a much better spot if it's not a good spot at home. But if you're not with Christian parents, um, don't give up on having a relationship with Jesus. God welcomes everyone. And, He wants us to have a relationship with him. So just take a hold of him, um, really, you know, spend time with him and see what he has for you. And you'll see him transform your life. It doesn't have to be 
oh, I didn't grow up with Christian parents, so I can't be a Christian. No, that's not even true. Like God wants yeah, everyone. So I would just say keep being faithful to God and let him um, show you the will for your life. Yeah, that's really good. And you you mentioned when you're speaking about the book you're writing, and I believe it's called Dear Teen, We're in This Together, right? Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book and what led you to write it? Okay. Um. So I wrote my book because there is a lot of teens out there who struggle with with middle school through high school. Um. I know. I know from personal experience that friends friend situations can be so toxic and then relationships like get sticky and emotional and finding time with Jesus can be scary um, and kind of a puzzle actually with, you know, schedules and calendars. And um, it's just, it's kind of hard. And so, and then especially growing up, you don't, you know, finding your identity in Jesus is honestly challenging because you have so many um, people and things in the world that are telling you that your identity needs to be in other things they need to be in you know what you look like how many followers you have if you're good at a sport if you are good at grades like you almost have to be the best to have an identity and that's not at all what God wants and so I also think that like when they're trying to find an identity teens look for that in the wrong places and in my life in my life I have found that the only way to secure that identity in Christ is by obeying and allowing his promises and truths to rule in my heart and that's exactly what I want every teenager to know. Like that the only way to like serve the only way to thrive and not just to survive is to place your faith in Christ. And that we need something from a teenager's perspective. Like if you look, I remember when I started writing, if I looked at on Amazon or whatever and looked up like Christian book for teens, all of the books that came up pretty much were written by women, older women or men. And there was nothing from mm-hmm. a teenager's perspective perspective and I know you said to me that you started this podcast because there were no podcasts specifically from a teen right isn't that what you said okay so that's pretty much the exact same thing I did with this book is there were no books like showing teenagers how to live a godly lifestyle from a teenager's perspective and I think that that's the missing piece is you know when you're reading a book and it's from a women like an older woman or like a guy you're like this doesn't make sense like this isn't what a teenager would feel like like this isn't like they don't know what I'm going through and that's exactly what I felt like when my mom would say hey I'll read this book I'd be like no like they don't understand like why would I try and like it just didn't work to me so I wanted Mm -hmm. to just give something from a teenager's perspective and then like I said like when God sanctified my life like going into um freshman year like there was I wanted other teenagers to know, like I wanted teenagers to know that you could have godly friendships and godly relationships, like dating relationships. And it didn't have to be stressful and it didn't have to like hurt you. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I thought that people needed to hear that. And so I actually was last March, um, during quarantine, I was just sitting in my room and I was bored, obviously, because we're in lockdown. And I was looking at my iPad and there was this Um, create button I guess and I clicked on it and it said like a template for writing a book and like I said before um my mom's helped me through a lot of this stuff and she she was like Macy you need to write a book about this because I mean that like I was going through all the stuff that other teenagers go through and I was using Jesus to get through it and other teenagers needed to use that too so she'd always tell me that and so when I saw the book button I was like you know what I'm bored um this I think I'm gonna do this like I 
(laughs) And so that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I started doing. And like, when I tell you that I wrote a book, like it was, I think I spent two weeks and it was just nonstop writing like 20 hours a day non-stop and I'm not even kidding like it was crazy but it was just like God was filling me with so much truth to share and it was just like whoa (laughs) and so that's kind of how I started it um but it has been almost it has been a year now because it's been March but now I'm so close to publishing it so it's been a crazy crazy story if you keep going throughout the months but yeah yeah congratulations to you on that though Thank you. It's going to be coming out very soon, and I'll definitely have to be reading that when it comes out. I'm (laughs) that'd be awesome. Yeah, and it is so hard to find stuff that is by like just by Christians or by teens. Like I've had my homeschooled, and it's a Christian program. And if we have to do like a book report on a Christian book, it's so hard for me to find a book that I haven't read already because there's only like three (laughs) books that I found at my library and all the ones that they recommend like they're not even there at the library Mm -hmm. and it's always so hard just to find like something that's meant for teens and that's why I started the podcast is I mean not maybe not necessarily because there was anything by teens but because there wasn't anything meant like for teens that was for Christian teens. I love that. I love that. The best thing that I could find was like um I was talking to my mom about it because um, I out first, and there's <laughs> cussing and stuff in it, and mm-hmm. so it's so frustrating that there's so little amount of um stuff out there for us to read and or listen to, is what oh, I, I think. know. And I think a huge part of like walking in Jesus is filling yourself with like that Christian atmosphere you know what I mean? So, like, when you're filling yeah. yourself with music that are bad or watching things that aren't good for you, like you're not helping your relationship with Jesus because like that sin is you're literally being exposed to sin. And so I literally, I love your heart. I love it so much because that's exactly why I started this book. And just hearing that there's someone else out there is exactly why like other people need to see that God Mm -hmm. is there and that there's teenagers and people out there, kids out there who love him just as much and like want to live that godly life at such a young age I love that Chloe that's so awesome thank you and you know I love your heart too I mean it's so hard to find people out there for me personally it's hard for me to find a lot of you know like other Christians that are actually you know like deep in faith and they're they want to share God's word like they're open about it and they love him and stuff. It's hard for me to find people who are like that because there's so many fake people out there. Mm, so absolutely. many people that say that they're Christians, but really they're not. Like inside their heart, they don't really accept Jesus. They mm-hmm. don't really have a relationship with him and they don't really love him. And so that's what always makes it hard is finding other Christians out there that you can relate to, which is why I thought it was so awesome. And I think that I knew who you were through Rex Stump, actually, because I don't know if I would have actually, like, followed you. Um, I know on Facebook is how I knew you, because you had reached out to me to, like, to be, like, a friend request or something. Yeah, I think so. Well, he put your last one on. He put your last um, um, podcast on Facebook, like, or maybe two podcasts, whatever it was. But I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, another girl out there. So I was, Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. And um, 
social media is what I've led us to talking to. There are so many good things about social media. You can reach so many different people out there, but there's also a lot and a lot of bad stuff mm-hmm. out there. There's so many things that you really don't want to see on social media. And I just wanted to know what would be your advice on navigating through social media? Oh, okay. Um, I would say specifically like Instagram, Facebook, um, follow the accounts that share God's word would be like, because when your feed is constantly full of things that you don't want to see or quotes you don't want to see or videos that just aren't helping you in any way, it's going to take you away from God. And so I think like for me, um, following those accounts that have daily verses and stuff, it's filled with truth. And so my social media is not filled with all those lies and like, honestly, politics. Mm -hmm. I don't really follow politics that much, but it's just like, I think making it more of a godly um, environment would be, yeah, like following that. And then also not making it your number one go-to all the time. Like, I feel like sometimes when we're so up, I felt like before um, when I was so upset in order to get my mind off of whatever's going on, I would get on social media and start looking and, you know, just scrolling through trying to pretty much just get my mind away and clear. And I found that that is so not effective. And it's literally only taking all of that hurt and all of that um, confusion that's going on. And it's literally building up until you'll explode until you're going to have a breakdown. That's even worse than just that simple moment or struggle that you're going through at that time. And so I would say that making sure that your first priority when you're upset is to go to Jesus or to like call a godly friend who's going to point you on the path to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um, like the Bible every single time. If you're really, really struggling, like people, God uses people to help us um, reach him too. So I think that that would be another thing is just not making it be your go-to. Oh yeah, definitely. I know like if I'm going through something hard or like a difficult circumstance or something, I, I'll just like take my Bible and I'll like open it to like a random thing or I'll open oh, it my to yes. like, first and second Samuel or first and second King. Those are my ones or the I love feeling down. It's right. When you're going mm-hmm. through a tough time, if you go out to a Bible or you go out to other Christians, then, or you just pray to just pray to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Any one of those is going to help you so much more than just scrolling through your social media. Absolutely. And that's what I think a lot of teens struggle with. And we're kind of moving off of, we've talked a lot <laughs> of different stuff, social media, and you mean, you're writing a book, you own your own business, you play some sports still, don't you? I, oh yes, absolutely do. And you have a lot to juggle. And I just wanted to know what would be your advice on managing your time when you have so many different things that you have to do? Oh my, what a question. It's, <laughs> I guess for me, I've done it for so long that it's kind of just natural now, but um, you have to prioritize the things that you have first on your list. And then you also have to make time just to breathe. Like my favorite thing to do, which sounds crazy and you're going to get, you're going to judge me for this, but it is run. 
And like when I'm feeling mm-hmm. so stressed and overwhelmed because my schedule's nuts and I'm going from one practice to another, to another practice, to this meeting. And then I'm going from this meeting to a game, like seriously, it's nuts. But is I love to just like take a moment and just either run or um, I love to just listen to Christian music. And I think Christian music is oh, yeah. honestly my number one um, because I mean, you can't just drop everything and run when you like are going to different places. But yeah. for me, like turning on that Christian music in the car and just literally blasting it and just letting that truth fill my mind mm-hmm. um, gets me through a lot, honestly. And then managing it, I would say I have calendars after calendars. Like I seriously have three calendars. <laughs> I have a calendar on my phone. I have a calendar in my book bag. And then I have a calendar that is like a family calendar. And it's just like making sure that everything is um, planned out so that I can see it. And that way I can cross it off because crossing it off um, helps me to be able to know that I'm done. Okay, next thing. You know what I mean? I, I like to do list like it's so satisfying and you just like you check that <laughs> off then you just feel so like good and you're like oh I want to do that again so then you <laughs> go and do the next thing so that's why I love making to-do lists and that helps me sometimes when I'm trying to get stuff done and we've talked a lot about I mean you said in your book a lot on how you know the things that teens struggle with and what do you personally think is the most common thing that teens struggle with. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh geez. Um it's I hard honestly to pick one. Yeah, because I know it is really hard. It is so hard to find one because there's so many I could talk about. But I think the probably the number one thing that I feel like teens struggle with the most is friendships and wanting to feel loved and accepted by their peers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that I mean, you see going through middle school, middle school, I feel is like a different time than high school, but middle school, you're trying to find that group that you just click with. You're trying to find yeah. that person that will stay in your life and who will accept you for who you are. And it's like, you're constantly trying to find it and find it and find it. And then there's, you know, you, you know, there's toxic friendships and there's people who are trying to um, just be mean to be mean. Like they're just mean people out there <laughs> who are trying to make you upset. But I feel like everyone just wants to feel accepted and loved and, um finding friends who who accept and love you is really hard especially as a teenager I know they're they say that you might only have one or two really good friends and that's that's honestly really hard for people to believe because people want to have fun with people with others they want to go adventure they want to you know have fun Friday and Saturday nights where they just spend hanging out with their friends and um when they don't have that I feel like they feel this longing and instead of you know going to Jesus and saying okay like I want that godly friend it's more like okay I need to go do something else I need to go I need to go make people like me and so then they do things that are not going to make people like them and it just kind of gets them Mm -hmm. into trouble that they don't want to be in but they're trying to feel accepted and loved by people who really don't want really don't want that so I think probably friendships is probably the number one um yeah I don't know there's there's a lot <laughs> that was a tough yeah, question a and I like asking this like pretty much all of our guests I've asked this because 
um, there's so many different people who say, you know, like from your perspective, you say, you know, friendships, and then another person might say transparency. And there's so many different things that individuals struggle with. So it's always fascinating to see what somebody thinks, mm-hmm. to see what um, what their take is on a question. And that's why, you know, you ask the same question sometimes, because you can get so many different answers and so many different reasons why. And you did answer, you know, what what would be your advice with dealing with those struggles? And that would just be, you know, to go to, just go to Jesus. And what are like some of your favorite ways to reach out to Jesus? You know, just talking to him, reading your Bible, worship music. What would you say would be your favorite way? Um, all of the above, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I told you before, my number one is worship music. Um, I actually sing at my church um, on Sundays. So worship music has kind of always been a thing for me. Um, but my other way is just getting in the Bible every day. And I think hearing and reading the words from like an actual book, like turning the pages, there's something different about it than on your phone. You know what I mean? Cause on your phone, it feels surreal, like everything else. It feels like a social media page, but you know, turning the Bible, you know, it's, it's true and it's real. And, um, I mean, it's authentic, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like the yeah. original way of doing it, but definitely getting in your Bible and praying, absolutely just being able to sit down and talk with God to say like, like, how do, how do I, where do I go? What am I doing? How can I walk your path without, um, you know, venturing from it? Yeah. And um, there's so many different ways you can reach out to God, but there's also like so many different people who say they're Christians, but, and this is what I always get like, you know, why is this happening? Like, why can't it just be, we all just read from the Bible and we believe what the Bible tells us, (laughs) but there's a lot of people who like change it up. Like there's so many different denominations of Christianity. Oh, I know. Why do you, why do you think that there are so many denominations? Oh, I know. I mean, it's kind of how it's always been, right? Like from history, there's definitely been different Mm -hmm. branches of different beliefs and then more traditional beliefs and kind of more, I don't want to say free, but like non-denominational, you know, it's strictly from the Bible. And then they have like those, that crazy worship music and kind of more of like that concert type of um, worship. So I think there's, I think it's just kind of how it's always been, you know, and it's kind of the different branches have different traditions different um beliefs that they that their take on the bible so yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's so many different ways you can think of it personally i think that there's so many denominations because people want to twist what the bible says and make it into what they want it to be mm-hmm. instead of just you know going directly from it they try to make it what they want it to be and i think this is so funny that some people say you know like the Bible is made up, but a lot of it goes against like what humans want. Like a lot of mm-hmm. it goes against the things that they like, it goes against the things that you as humans feel like you need. Like it goes against like all the greed. It goes against so many different things that a lot of humans do because it, it brings them pleasure for that, 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 that one minute, that one second, you feel the pleasure, mm-hmm. but then later you feel the guilt. And so there's just so many different ways that, um, reasons why I would say that there's so many denominations is what I think on that. And yeah. we are going to end with our final question before we get into our 
new segment, and that is, what is your advice on how to live for God? Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's so many different ways you can take this. So just take it, like, um, whatever way. I feel, okay, yeah. I feel like everyone's different. God put us here in this exact time, this exact place for a purpose. And um, you have to fit, you have to find that out. I mean, you have to get with God. You have to stay faithful to him. Um, ask what, like what his plan is and what he wants you to do. And um, he'll plant you right where he wants you. Yeah. And he will give you the opportunities or um, place the opportunities along the way that will glorify him. And so I think that for each, for each person, the best way to live out your faith is to live in Jesus. Yeah. It's just to keep your eyes on Jesus and then he will show you the way he'll show you exactly what he wants you to do. And so, um, I mean, and there's no act that's too small. There's, there's not like opening it. If you feel a tug on your heart to open the door for someone, you open the door for someone and it is the same as if you're like a huge famous author that just wrote a book, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so God will, yeah, God will put that, on your path very good uh, there's so many different like people you know this is something that I love about like the podcast is you get so many different like point of views on stuff but still it's all from like Christian perspectives which is what makes it so awesome mm. and so amazing because a lot of it like it almost everything corresponds with each other but when you get all these different perspectives they just have like a slightly different take on it and we, that's so interesting to me and right now, we are going to hop into our segment, Would You Rather Bible Themes. I'm so excited. This is probably my one of my favorite things to do in the interviews now. They're so fun to ask the questions. And just, um, I love oh to gosh. hear what your mind process is, like what you're thinking as you go through it. And tell us why you choose what you choose. Are you ready? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm scared. <laughs> you don't need to be scared. They're really, you just think through them and give what your honest opinion is. Okay. Okay. Would you rather fight Goliath like David or have to go to war with the Philistines? Fight Goliath, for sure. Which one did you say? I could not hear you. You broke out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I said fight Goliath, for sure. Why would you say that? Because, I mean, you have God on your side, right? There's no giant that's too big. Um, I mean, he'll take him down if that's if that's in his will. So, you know, I'm going to go with the Goliath. I don't really, I'm not really into war. Um, yeah. So I'll choose against that. Interesting. See, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier. And I was thinking, oh, I don't know. I, I don't really like fighting people very much, so I'd say maybe pick the war and just hide at the very back. Then you don't have to <laughs> then you don't have to fight anybody. But I think that's what <laughs> I <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Alright, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Would yeah. you rather have to hide um spies in your house like Rahab or hide a baby from a pharaoh who's trying to kill him? Hide spies. Hide this. That's what I was gonna pick too. Why would you? Yeah, say yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I don't know. You can lock. You can lock a door. You can make it look. You can cover. 
you know, you can cover something up, you know, hide them under like a blanket or something. <laughs> but I would not want to have a kid that like literally the most powerful person at that time was trying to kill. <laughs> that would not. Yeah, no thanks. I think I would pick the spies too. But my reasoning would be because, you know, if you have two like fully grown men, like they're quiet, like they won't start crying but if you have a baby <laughs> true they can just start crying that's so true right when a soldier is trying to pass through your, like passing by your house and then they'll hear it so i think i would choose the spies on that one for sure oh my gosh yes i didn't even think about that okay <laughs> yeah. yeah would you rather be in prison for two years or swallowed by a whale swallowed by a whale why did you say i that? cannot handle prison I don't think I would be able to handle prison. <laughs> I get, I feel guilty if I like, I don't know if I, yeah, I can't. I'm way too, I feel guilty way too much to be in prison for two years. That would be, I couldn't, I don't think I could take it. I don't See, I, think I, I would I, be I able would to survive that. be in prison for two years because I wouldn't want, because really? if you think about it, you have like their digestive system, the acid in their stomachs all this gross stuff like if you're in a whale you're touching all that all the food that they're eating it's I think I definitely have to pick be imprisoned because you probably still get some food and you wouldn't have to be in the stomach of a whale so I think I would pick be imprisoned for two years personally so I okay I can see that yeah I can see that but I don't know if I could take prison like that's I don't know. That's scary. It, it, I think it was <laughs> on how like strict of a prison it was. Is what I would say. True. True. Would you yeah. rather okay. carry the Ten Commandments down a mountain, or help rebuild the walls around Jericho or Jerusalem? Excuse me. I'm gonna say carry Ten Commandments on a mountain. Um, I love hiking, one, so <laughs> mountains, hiking, that's same thing, yeah. and then um, I, I'm not good at construction, like, that is one <laughs> I cannot, I can't build, like, you know those projects they'll make you do for science, that's, like, build a four out of, like, paper sticks oh, or whatever, yeah. you know, you know how dumb that stuff is, yeah, I can't, like, <laughs> I am incapable, so I think I'm gonna have to go against building something. Interesting. See, I, I'd pick the Ten Commandments, too. But I'd say because, like, if you're hearing the Ten Commandments down the mountain, one, like, I really do. I live in Arizona, and I live in Nevada, so there's all these mountains and stuff to climb. And I love hiking, so I'd pick it for that reason. But also because, you know, if you're carrying it down the mountain after God just wrote it, you are also just in his presence. And doesn't it say in the Bible, like, Moses's face was shining because he was just with God for so long. Oh my gosh! I think, you yeah, is what I think. Oh my! I love that. I love that so much. That is why I would pick the Ten Commandments. So I think this is why I love doing this. You know, like there's so many different opinions that there yeah. are. So many different ways to take things on. Well, girl, Arizona is like my favorite. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's okay, you know, like, to me, I really, I like it to be me outside, and it, there's a lot of, like, like, it's just not that pretty sometimes, like, you have to look at the mountain <laughs> yeah. at the right time, so there's some there's good yeah. and bad things, but we're gonna have to wrap up here, Macy, but thank you so much okay. for joining us today, this has been awesome, 
I hope you guys listening have enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, make sure that you guys go check out my Instagram, All for God, Soul, Deo, Gloria, and to get the newest updates on when the podcast new episodes are coming out. And you can hit me with a message telling me what you think and who you think would be a great guest. Thanks for listening, and remember, in all you do, do it all for God's glory.